and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to discuss another interesting topic that so frequently comes up with couples I work with. And it seems to me that many times couples don't really think in these terms, but once I help them conceptualize the way they're showing up in the relationship, it really helps set the stage for a better communication, better energy through which to show up to the relationship. And the name I'm giving it today is, am I being relational or transactional in my relationships? It might be relational or transactional. So let's unpack that a little bit. You know, many times, just think about in your own life. Um, when you interact with others, what are those interactions like? Do you approach that person with an energy of excitement and joy? And you crave the connection. You crave to be close to them, near them. Or do you say to yourself explicitly or perhaps secretly in your own mind, I just need to get something done. This person holds the key to me getting to what I need. And if I follow through these steps, that is what's going to get me there. And therefore, I don't really see another human being on the other side of that. I just see a transaction that I want to complete. And if that's what I need to do by dealing with another human being, so I'll just do that. Now, I don't mean to say that transactional approach is inherently evil or wrong. There are times where we simply need to get things done, like walking to a store, grocery store, and buying an item. Well, you need to provide cash and the person behind the register needs to provide you with an item that you want to purchase. There's nothing wrong with a transaction taking place in that setting. But when we talk about the realm of relationships, whether it's with a romantic partner, whether it's with our children, whether it might even be with coworkers, when we simply show up with a mindset and energy of, I just need to get something done here, so help me make it happen, or here's what I need you to do in order for this to happen, the relationship loses um, in a very profound way. You see now, the relationship is no longer there. All that's there is somebody being a tool an object of my needs or my goals, and I'm just using that person in order to achieve. And so that person becomes a means towards some other end. And you know what? It might surprise you, but many times, especially in romantic relationships, couples, individuals in the relationships feel when they begin to be treated that way. And certainly they can be treated that way consistently and repeatedly. And yes, of course, I know we live very busy lives. It's very hard for us to concentrate and be present energetically, emotionally, intellectually, to be in a relational mode. But the reality is, is a quality relationship calls precisely for that. That is what is asked of us. That is what is needed in order to create relational space. Transactional space in certain ways is easy. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. Relational space requires energy, focus, and it's something that we sometimes need to strain to achieve and to hold on to after a long day of work or after a long day of dealing with the children or some other chores. But there's no escape from it. There's no way around. If you want to create relational energy and space, it will require to seeing your partner more than just means to an end. It will require you to see them 
as somebody with whom you want to build a bridge of durable, intimate, energetic connection. And that will require concentration, focus, and intentionality to really build that. And many times people will experience fears, anxiety, stress. Just to think about, man, after a 10-hour workday, I got to now sit down and, quote-unquote, connect with my spouse, with my partner. But the answer is, is that's only if you view it that way. If you view it as another heavy object I have to lift in my life, another gym of workout that I have to enter. But if the mindset is going to be is I get to experience my, I almost want to say divine self, something that's deeply essential human to me, the part of myself that's not just information processing software, right? We go to work and we're supposed to process data and then we're supposed to spit it out and thus productivity. But a home environment, a relational space is very unique and different from that. It doesn't require information processing as much. Rather, it requires much more connecting energy, trying to transport ourselves from data processing world into relational connecting world. And that's very hard to do when the day is spent mostly processing and dealing with data and information movement. And to shift from that, to let it go, and to just experience ourselves in a place of being, connecting, and be experiencing that closeness with someone or processing with someone a challenge or a rift in the relationship in order to put a relationship back online. All of those processes call upon us to reach in and pull out a part that perhaps may be dormant too frequently. And that's the part of us that's truly human, a part of us that truly craves connection, thrives off connection, and ultimately receives vitality and a sense of well-being. Through connections, you know, there's, there's a lot of research now out there that shows that people live overall healthier lives and longer lives when they maintain healthy, vibrant, dynamic relationships, not transactions, not purchasing power, not acquisition of items or wealth even, but rather that wealth is measured in healthy living in the form of dynamic, vibrant relationships. And that's not possible without focus. That's not possible without putting down the devices. You know, it's, just, it's so tragic to me. I make this comment all the time to my wife, you know, that you walk into a restaurant for a date and you see a couple sitting across from each other at a table holding their devices. How present are we in those moments? How genuinely and truly connecting are we to our partners in those moments when our attention and our focus is being given away to something else, whether it's a device, whether it's a television screen, whether it's children or any other matters. But to be able to sit back, put everything away, literally put everything away and just be present. Just to sit there and take a deep breath, stare at your spouse, your partner, and just study them. Study them with all your senses, with your eyes, as, and as you look at them, literally look at your partner. Look at their different features, what you enjoy, what you find interesting, what you find funny, with your sense, with your hearing, what are their voices like? What's it like to just experience hearing that voice? That voice is unique in certain ways, just like the fingerprints, right? Every person has unique voices, speaking voices, singing voices, screaming voices, um, laughing voices. How much do I pause it? Just take that in. Just, just enjoy it. Sense of touch. 
just to be able to make contact, to put my hand on top of my spouse's hand, to embrace in a long hug, not just like one of these quick encounter hugs, but actually hold each other and take a few deep breaths and just feel what it's like to melt into the arms of a person we love and a person that loves us. You see, in those moments, there are also things happening inside of us. Those are not just stopgap measures. They're not meant to just fill space, to fill in the gap between two awkward moments, and we just need to find a way to fill them. That's the furthest of the truth. During those moments, when we're just being, and we're just engaging our partners with our senses, with our presence, something's actually taking place in the background, in that invisible space called the space between us. That relational space receives nutrients. It receives a sense of connection, receives a, a sense of wholeness, closeness. Because we know what it's like when there's a rupture, when there's a big gaping hole in the connection, when all of a sudden I feel you're distant, I feel you're far away from me, I feel alone, I feel a sense of isolation, distance. Right? Those are some of the most painful feelings people live with. When we engage that space with intentionality and focus, Everything comes to life that is otherwise dormant in us. There's a sense of living, sense of vibrancy, sense of flow, joyfulness. All these things enter the scene precisely when we become focused and present, not when we are distracted and worried about the next thing that needs to be done and the checklists and the tasks that are awaiting our attention. To be able to sit down together, look each other in the eyes, take a few deep breaths and say, ah, I'm present. And now I'm just going to be with you. And you're going to be with me. And you're all mine. And I'm all yours. Nothing else is competing for your attention, for my attention. We could just be together in this focused, intentional, connected space. Those are the moments during which we experience real love. It's not the moments of exhilarating fun and excitement. And again, the way I always you know, critically speak of the Hollywood version as they walk into the sunset. And the moment is almost sort of like injected with these steroids that somehow we don't never really find in our real lives, non-Hollywood version style. But instead, it's precisely during those quiet moments of focus and concentrated energy, just being present. Try it out. Set a date that we're gonna spend 10 minutes. Just ask for 10 minutes on a random evening, or perhaps in the middle of the day, where we're going to literally shut off the phone or put them in a different room, walk into a quiet space, a quiet room, and just sit there next to each other and just enjoy each other with all of our senses. Just spend time literally scanning each other's body, looking at each other, listening to each other's voice. And if you feel like it, even express an appreciation, right? It could sound something like, you know, I feel like we're always running around. And right now as I sit here, I notice something new about you. I really enjoy your voice. Or, I really find your voice really intriguing. You have a very interesting voice. I love touching your skin. When we touch, just make that contact when I caress your forearm, or you touch my cheek, or you just gently massage my shoulders. I just feel this connection with you, and I just want to stay that place a bit longer. Those moments fortify, solidify, strengthen the underlying relationship and our deep sense of connection and longing for each other. And when the relationship hits bumpy spots on the road, those are precisely the connections that allow us to be the shock absorbers. They're the things that are able to catch us and hold us from experiencing ourselves in the relationship as of going through some sort of terrible earthquake and massive rupture. Those are the little moments that build up and reinforce and allow the connection to maintain. And if the rupture happens, for the rupture to be shorter and short-lived precisely because 
we are building in and creating these cushioned environments through which we're able to withstand bumps on the road. And so as you think about your relationship, perhaps you might want to even take out a pen and paper and make a list, make two columns. One, when do I show up relational me? And when do I show up as transactional me? And make a list and take a look at that list and see on which side of the list do you show up more frequently as? Are you more frequently find yourself saying, if you do this, I'll do that. Or I'm going to do this for you. Can you do that, that for me? Or I will only do this if you will also take care of that. But do you find yourself just having moments where you walk over to your partner totally with no expectations, unannounced, and you just say, hey, you look wonderful today. Or I really enjoyed what you did for me the other day. That was so nice. Or, you know, I was thinking about you and I was just holding this awareness and thought, you are amazing. And if you see that your transactional side is significantly higher, which is true for most people, by the way, then start asking yourself, how do I slowly, slowly start removing some of the items from that list and start adding more items on my relational equation? Because the more I'll do that, the more my relationship will benefit and ultimately more I will benefit by finding myself in a loving, nurturing, and caring relationship. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.